So welcome to another episode of the Marvin Chronicles. Today we're in for a treat. It's going to be my first guest. His name is Kyle. He runs the Health Simple Radio podcast and he is a remote here in Bali from Toronto, and it was a great interview. It was about an hour long. We talked about health and fitness, different goals, and the services he provides. Um, If you want to support this show, The Marvin Chronicles, uh, I'll link below the equipment I use, Uh, and if you're interested in doing a website, I suggest doing Bluehost. I'll also have that link below. Without further ado, here is the episode. All right, today we're joined by Kyle from Toronto. Kyle, tell us about yourself. Yeah, for sure. So thanks for having me on your uh, podcast, first of all. My name is Kyle Reedhead. I'm an online health coach and founder of a company called Health Simple. And basically, it's a digital wellness channel that attempts to teach people how to live healthy, happy, and stress-free. So there's a lot of that out there, I know, but I really just try to simplify it, dumb it down so that anyone without a science background, without, you know, who went to school for this kind of stuff can still understand it and, and make it practical and implement it on a daily basis. So that's kind of uh, where I'm at. I also have a podcast myself called Health Simple Radio. Fantastic. And what, uh, what did you do before this or what inspired you to get in this, in this space? Yeah, good question. Before this, I was actually in sales. Uh, For about five years, I worked for a medical research company in concussion. So we trained therapists how to treat and manage concussion, uh, which is quite important, especially in North America, where you have football and and, uh, American football, I guess, and hockey. Um, But I've kind of been on a health journey for, for... probably 10 years now at least. Um, I went to school for health and fitness and then continued to went to university for kinesiology. Um, so that was kind of what, what started out. I did a little bit of personal training at the time, but you know, it wasn't really my calling. Um, but as I, as I worked as a business professional, worked in sales, kind of a, it went from startup to kind of a corporate job. It, it started to get quite stressful. And so I really wanted to figure out how to to manage my stress better. And from the research I did, from everything I looked into, it was all about optimizing your health. So whether it's your nutrition, your exercise, your sleep, um, there's stress management techniques, you know, all these different things that you can do to sort of biohack your health to allow you to manage stress better. And it worked really well for me. Allowed me to be allowed me to become quite successful in sales. And I just thought, you know what? I want to be able to teach this to others. And that's sort of where Health Simple started from. Uh, From that, I got into the health coaching so I can help people one-on-one. And now I absolutely enjoy and love what I'm doing and feel fantastic. And now I'm here in Bali. (laughs) So I'm just going with the punches, rolling with it, and and things are are working out quite well so far. That sounds amazing. That sounds amazing, Kyle. And uh, I can definitely relate to that. Um, I've talked about in other uh, episodes about working in corporate sales and trying to find kind of a balance to your life. And I applaud you because basically it sounded like you were trying to do it while you were working. And as anybody knows, it's that's basically like your side hustle. Yeah. As uh, people that like Gary Vee always say, like, <laughs> you know, you, you do a full time day and then you have to devote all this time to build a business build the mindset and, and learn about it. Um, from the very beginning, uh, could you tell us about like one thing that, that really 
changed how you looked at it or affected you. Uh, an example for me was I read a book called The Miracle Morning mm -hmm. and talked about, too. you read that too. And, uh, it's a great book. Uh, uh, and it talks about the power of waking up early. Was there anything for you that really set the tone? So it's funny. There's two things I think that, that really did it. Uh, for me, first was when the company that I was working for in sales, when I first started, I was the first employee that started there. So it was it was straight up startup. We were in a, an attic above a, a, a clinic, a chiro clinic. Um, and we, we took it from that to this international um, online company. And so and I got to I got to travel quite a bit from it all around the U.S. But then I got to travel to Australia. And so I was there for three weeks, I think it was maybe it was a month. And then went to New Zealand for about 10 days and was like, this is amazing. It's the first time I've ever been to the other side of the world. And I just thought, you know, I got to figure out a way that I can make this my life. I, I want to be in the sun. I want to be surfing. I want to, you know, you just meet so many people that are amazing when you travel. And I thought, you know, this is what life is about, not sitting in Toronto in an office and, you know, on the phone. So that kind of started it for me. Then I got a hold of the book, uh, The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Uh, and I kind of realized that, you know, the, the knowledge that I had and I could start sharing, I could do that from anywhere in the world. Um, and so that book was really what got me to go, okay, I gotta, I gotta put a plan in place and I can leave my sales job, leave my corporate life and, uh, and go live the digital nomad life. So it was actually that book that, uh, that got me started on that. Uh, that's a, that's a fantastic book. Uh, I think it's almost required reading yeah. if you if you plan to uh, work remotely, and it's definitely something I've read. And I think actually, what's great about that book is you can pick it up again, which I do. And I actually do a lot of audio books, mm -hmm. and so I'll pick it up and listen. And there's always like a tidbit like you miss, You're like oh, there's something there, and that's amazing. And I, I I'm I'm uh, so Kyle uh, knew some of the questions before, but I didn't have him answer them to me. And I didn't expect that answer because uh, travel for me is so important, mm -hmm. like it is for a lot of people here in Bali. And I can tell you once you leave your country or your comfort zone and you see what else is outside, it gives you a different perspective because you're, you're in this kind of bubble where you're always, where there's a lot of expectations and you're always trying to keep up or impress other people. And then you come to places like New Zealand or Australia, Bali, where we're at right now, and then you realize there's just more to life. Yeah. And it's hard to realize that when you're not here. Yeah, I agree. And the thing for me, everyone always asks, you know, when I travel or even just I got here, you know, what's Bali like? How's, how is it there? And the first thing I always say is the people are absolutely amazing, right? And, and that's what always makes it for me. That's what it was in New Zealand. You just meet people from all around the world, which is just super interesting to me. I love accents. I love listening to people's accents. <laughs> but, uh, but the people you meet, especially here in Bali, they're so uh, like-minded. You know, everyone here, not everyone, but most people here are, are trying to, to be something. They're trying to accomplish something. Um, you know, they have goals that they're trying to achieve. And I love surrounding myself with those type of people because that's the type of person I am. Um, and yeah, you, you get that in, in Toronto where I was, but... You know, people have different plans and, and it's not so much that, I think, when you're in a big city. So, you know, to come here, of course, the island's beautiful. The weather's great. There's surfing, which is all a bonus. But for me, the best part is, is just the people that you meet. Absolutely. I, I absolutely agree with that. And that's one of the reasons why I came back to Bali. 
when I left in August of 2018, I was here for three months and I was on my year long journey and I was like, I'm, I'm done with, you know, Bali's great on to the next. And then every day after that, I was like, I miss Bali. I miss Bali. And actually before we started recording, I actually, uh, told, I told him about like the different people here. There's definitely people here that are, they're, uh, hyper-focused, hyper-focused. And there's people that say they are. And I'm, I'm still in the process of distinguishing between the two, mm-hmm. but I can tell you there's a lot of distractions here in Bali and I love them uh, and they're always there. I lived in Las Vegas, so I understand how, what distractions uh, do to you and what they can do. But what's the amazing part is if you meet people that are hyper-focused and can still produce here in Bali, then they're, they're solid people because uh, there's always, it's always Saturday somewhere here yeah, yeah. and there's always a nice beach and, uh, I joke and I, I hope there's no, no, no families listening to this, but I joke sometimes like Changu is, um, stands for like no bras cause there's always just beautiful women everywhere and they're nice and kind. I don't want to just use that. <laughs> I don't, don't want to be thought of as a guy, that, some creepy dude just hanging out here for the girls. But um, there's just a beautiful people. And I, I came from San Diego as well, where people are focused on their health uh, and, and appearance and things like that. So I kind of feel that vibe as well. Um, and this goes into our segue about impressions. And I, before I ask you the question, I just want to kind of set the table here. So we're in my villa and again, like I always say in all my podcasts, I'm trying to get this more professional. So Kyle's my first guest, which I'm super excited. He's been super patient with me with the setup. Uh, I am not locked up in my room like I usually am <laughs> in a dark space. We're actually sitting in the, the dining room overlooking the pool to give you guys a little bit of flavor. Um, if you ever go on my Instagram, there's definitely pictures of the pool. Actually, there's a picture of Laura, my beautiful Dutch roommate, uh, in the pool, if that, uh, if you ever want to see that, but I just want to set the tone. So first impressions, uh, I asked, I, I want to ask you, did it live up to expectations? And the second question is what surprised you the most about Bali about Bali? Uh, so to put it in perspective, I've only been here for about, uh, about a week and a half now. Um, and I did a lot of research before I came out. I originally was going to go to the Philippines and then I kind of, I just knew I wanted to go to Southeast Asia, but I wasn't sure where. Uh, after some research, I found Bali seemed like the place to be, and especially Changu for what I was looking for. Um, and and to be honest, it's not only met my expectations, but it's it's far beyond that. Like I said, the people are amazing. Uh, the place is absolutely beautiful. The food is just so good everywhere you go. Which honestly is not it's not that easy to find good food when you're traveling quite often. But here, it's every stop, every corner. There's good healthy food. Um, so for me, it's, it's exactly what I wanted, if not more. Oh, that's, that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of anything that surprised you good or bad, anything, anything that has, surprised. I'm going to, I'm going to put him on the spot and <laughs> if there isn't, we'll just move on. But I want to, uh, the roads, uh, the distance, uh, the scooters, yeah. the beaches, any, anything. So the, the first day I got here, I didn't really realize that scootering was a big thing. And I, I've never scootered before. You don't really do that in Canada. There's a lot of snow for a lot of the time. So I actually went for walks. And actually, Laura uh, had messaged me and told me to go to Crate, which is this lunch place. And it wasn't too far. It was about a 25-minute walk from, from where I'm staying. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll go there. So I got up and I, and I walked there. One, it was insanely hot, so I was just drenched. But two, 
everyone's honking at me, telling me to get out of the way. You're trying to go through the shortcut. And like, uh, people are like almost in accidents because of me, I guess. And I'm like, I, I didn't know. I figured just people would walk. Isn't that normal? But nope. So I went and got a scooter like on my way home. I was like, I got to get a scooter ASAP because that's just what everyone does here. But I love the scootering. It's so much fun. But that's kind of my biggest surprise, I think. That That is. That was that was one of the many surprises I had when yeah. I first moved to Chang, uh, Changu. And uh, I was going to say Chiang Mai for some reason. But anyways, uh, yeah, you know, I actually was anti-scooter when oh, I was yeah. here the summer. And it did not play into my favor. It, it's very expensive if you don't get a scooter. Yeah. I can tell you that right now. I actually got a bicycle, and it worked out really well because you do get the exercise. Nice. But I was able to take uh, lessons in Pai in Thailand and just feel really comfortable with it. I would definitely recommend if you're coming out to Southeast Asia, it being Bali or anywhere else, uh, learning how to scooter, uh, especially in your home country, is probably a huge benefit. I was always really nervous here in Bali because there's definitely a rhythm. Yep. There's definitely a rhythm. And if you're from a Western country, uh, you know you usually drive on the right side. Here you drive on the left side. Um, I'm, he I'm so accustomed to driving on the left side, I get nervous when I go back to the U.S. because I'm always right. like, all right, it's the right side, Marvin. But uh, yeah, that's definitely uh, a good surprise, a good story. So... Let's get into like the nitty gritty. So I asked him to come out here and because I wanted advice and I said, <laughs> and I, you know, you should, you should, when you get advice or have goals, you should have, you should get them repeated to yourself. So having him on the podcast really helps me out because then anytime I forget what he, t he told me, I could just play this episode. So it, it works out for the both of us. So podcasting is a beautiful thing. It is. It's a beautiful thing. And, um, and so, so what's happening with me? So if you don't already know, I'm headed to the Philippines or I've already been to the Philippines, depending on when you're listening to this, <laughs> <laughs> I'm headed to the Philippines for the next month of what I call fast travel. I define fast travel as your, uh, traveling place to place every, basically every two to three days. I'm going to be doing that for a month. I am meeting some friends. So which, which will kind of soften the landing a bit. And I'm um, going from Manila to Boracay to Shirgao to Bohol to El Nido. And, and then after that, for some reason, I decided to book a 17-day tour in Vietnam. So I'm doing it back-to-back. -back. And part of the reason for that as well is, look, Bali's in Southeast Asia, but it's not that close to Thailand and Vietnam. It's still, it's like a four-hour plus flight, depending on what part of the Southeast Asia you want to go to. If you're interested in going to Kuala Lumpur or Singapore or like Jakarta that's still in Indonesia, you're in really good shape in terms of time. Um, if you want to go to Perth, Australia, you're in pretty good shape there. But if you're on that side of Southeast Asia, it's it's much, much more inexpensive or cost effective to try to stay on that side and see everything you can. So the reason uh, I, I brought him again is because I'm doing the fast travel I've done the fast travel. I would say this is the last time I think I'll ever do fast travel <laughs> again. And the reason being is that I went to the islands, the East Islands in Thailand in September. I went to Cambodia and I went to Japan. And uh, as somebody in their mid to late 30s, uh, health and fitness has become very crucial. I would say that you get away with a lot in your 20s. Yeah. Um, you get away with a lot in many ways. You get away with having a, a bad night of drinking. You get away with a bad week of eating. You get a bad, you get away with a bad year of eating. Yeah. Um, and you get away with it physically, 
uh, and you get away with it with your vanity. It usually doesn't come crawling at you. But I can tell you, um, <laughs> anything I eat, I'm like, oh, this is probably not going to end well. And I've really cut back on my drinking, and um, it's important me for me to have to feel good all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I I I can't really trade the one night of heavy drinking for the three days it'll take me to repair myself from that. But as somebody who's traveling, and obviously you've come here from Toronto, what is your recommendations, what you can do, what to avoid? Wonderful question. Okay. So first, it kind of depends on what exactly your goals are. I mean, health is a very general concept. Mm -hmm. Um, So is it, is it, you know, wanting to stay fit and lean? Is it wanting to stay healthy as in good gut health? You know, these things, you kind of have to decide ahead of time, you know, what it is that your goal is when you're trying to go uh, or when you go, sorry. But it really comes down to a few different um, specific components uh, to health. So one is obviously your nutrition. We know that this is important. Two is exercise and keeping that consistent. We know that that's important. But what we often miss is things like sleep. And especially when you're traveling, sleep tends to get completely out of whack. But the role of sleep in your health is probably more important than what you're eating, than your exercise and anything else. Sleep is is by far one of the most important things you'll have for weight loss, for overall health, for everything. So I always make that a priority and always try to focus on that. The other thing is, is stress. Traveling can be stressful um, or it cannot be, depending on, on the type of person you are. I mean, I have no stress here in Changu at the moment. <laughs> but when you're traveling, you got to go in airports and that stress can be an issue. So you really need to then focus on trying to manage that as well. And a lot of times when people get stressed, they just kind of let it take over their day. They end up binge eating, um, you know, drinking, um, you know, just kind of you know, or not getting out of bed, not waking up early, all these kind of things, getting out of their normal routine. And so stress is something that I, I work on big time with my clients because stress is something that you can, you can manage if you just have that mindset. So when you know that stress is coming on, take a step back, take a couple deep breaths, maybe walk yourself through why you're stressed. Is it even worth being stressed? You know, there, there's so many things that you can do to sort of um, get rid of that and then not let it take over the rest of your day. That's going to set you up to then sleep well, eat well, still get to the gym, all these kind of things. So you really want to focus on balance and consistency between these four things. So if we want, we can kind of break down each one and dive into it. Yes, please. Uh, so we'll start, we'll start with exercise uh, because this is the one thing I think, you know, most people our age, so our age is in 30s. I'm not quite 30, but I'm close. <laughs> uh, but I think we, we like to do and we're, and we're starting to, you know, have that be consistent in our lifestyle, which is great. Um, so when you're traveling, you know, you just got to make sure to find time and prioritize it. And actually, whatever it is that you got to do, whether it's, you know, whether you can find a gym and if not, go to the beach, just get outside, have a yoga mat and, and do some movement in your house. You know, you don't have to do a full out workout every time. It's more important that you just move, right? The humans are meant to move. We're not meant to sit there all day, which especially if you're a digital nomad who's on your computer all day, you're doing a lot of sitting, you're not doing a lot of moving. This is not only bad for weight loss, uh, it's bad for your joints. So all of a sudden you start to get achy and pain when you're, you know, even when you're in your 30s, you, you can start to feel that. I'm sure you've had that before. So movement is important. And so just finding time, 
daily if you can to get some sort of movement in. My favorite type of exercise when traveling uh, and probably the best bang for your buck for health and for, for weight loss and just staying lean is resistance training. I know everyone wants to do the whole cardio thing and, and yeah, that's great. Um, but building muscle or, or toning your muscles is one of the most important things you can do for your health. Uh, and I'll tell you why. One, it increases your metabolic rate. So even if you're sitting on a plane all day or you're sitting on your computer, you're still burning calories a lot more than you would if you didn't have as much muscle. And this doesn't mean that you're going to be big and bulky. It just means that you've got to be strong and, and toned. Um, it also helps you metabolize carbohydrates better. So carbs, especially when you're on an island, is something that you eat a lot of, potatoes and rice and fruits and you know whatever else. If you don't have a lot of muscle, you don't tend to metabolize them very well, and so then you have a greater insulin response and you store it as fat. So if you have muscle, you can break down and use carbs a lot better. So you really wanna make sure that you're focusing on building muscle, whatever your goal is. Um, and then it also helps resistance training to just keep your joints healthy, keep you moving you know, functionally so that you're not you know, all of a sudden getting knee injuries and getting all this pain so that you can't even exercise. So resistance training for me is always the most important. No matter what the goal is for my clients, that's the first thing that I put them, uh, put them on. And then if you want to do cardio or whatever else afterwards, sure, go for it. Uh, but you know, three days minimum of, of full body resistance training, and uh, that'll keep you nice and solid. And so when you say resistance training while you travel, are you saying find a gym and do weights or are you saying use resistance bands? So you can do either. Uh, you can also do body weight stuff. Kinesthetics is, is great. So push-ups, um, you know, if you can find a tree, you can do some pull-ups on, you can do some rows. If you have a bar, you can do body weight squats. Uh, there's a lot you can do just body weight wise, but if you've got bands, I travel with bands um, always because uh, you can do a lot with them. They're very functional. So I do that. And then if you can find a gym, then throw on the weight and, and lift heavy if you, if you got the opportunity to. But you can always find something, uh, something to do resistance training wise for sure. Okay, fantastic. So the next after resistance training would be? The next would be nutrition. Uh, and of course, this is important, um, especially traveling, you know, and depending where you are. But for the most part, anywhere you go, most food is, is there's tons of sugar. Uh, there's tons of unhealthy fats like vegetable oils or seed oils, what they're actually called. Um, you know, they're deep fried. You, you look confused on the seed oil thing. So I'm no, going to step no, back I, there. No, no, it's no? fine. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm just surprised. I, I had mentioned it before was that it's amazing how sugar, sugar is everywhere here. And it's like, it's like avoiding, it's just avoiding it. So it's so hard. It's yeah. so incredibly hard here. It is, and, and the best way to avoid anything that I just said, so your, you know, your unhealthy seed oils, your, your sugar, your deep-fried foods, just eat real whole foods. That's the most important thing. Everyone wants to go, okay, should I eat keto? Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I intermittent fast? You know, should I have a high-carb diet? You know, what is it? And ev the most important thing you can do is just eat real food. If you can just eat real food, it doesn't matter the amount of carbs or the amount of fat. Uh, for the most part, you know, to stay healthy, you'll be okay. Obviously, if you want to optimize and maybe get super lean or, or you know, have the cognitive benefits of ketosis, then sure, you can, you can play with your macros. But for the most part, eat whole foods, so your vegetables, your fruits, uh, your meat. If you eat meat uh, and fish, you can have eggs, uh, beans, legumes, you know, all these different things. This is, is what is going to keep your insulin levels low. So it's going to keep your hormones nice and balanced and keep you in a good mood. It's going to keep you lean, can keep your gut healthy. 
So that's the most important thing. When you get into packaged foods, even if they're marketed to be healthy or maybe they're organic packaged foods, like some sort of organic chip or organic cracker that I see all these people eating, they're covered in sugar, they're covered in, in chemicals and preservatives and all these things that, that you know, aren't only going to make you gain weight, but also are going to affect your gut. And especially when you're traveling in Southeast Asia, you want your gut to be as healthy as possible. So get your veggies, fruit if you like that too, meat, eggs, everything, whole foods is, is going to be your most important thing that you can possibly do. Gotcha. And um, has, uh, there's a common occurrence here. Uh, he, he hasn't been here very long. It's called <laughs> Bali Belly. We are just out for a day or two or three. Has that affected you yet? Have you have you successfully avoided it? So so far, I've successfully avoided it. I've I've basically cooked all my own meals pretty much since I've been here, except for a couple times I have gone out. Um, I like to make all my own meals because I know what ingredients are in it. Um, so uh, that's one thing I typically do with clients is teach them how to cook their own meals instead of going out because people love to go out to eat, and especially here. And and that's fine. There's still a lot of good places to get good food here. Um, but so in part because I've ate quite well, I've had a lot of vegetables, but also I do supplement as well. Um, so there's a few different supplements, uh, that I'd recommend you bring with you if you're traveling. One is oregano oil. This one is super important because it's a natural antibiotic. So instead of going to the doctors and getting an antibiotic, that's going to wipe out your entire stomach and just basically ruin your gut. You can have oregano oil. And what I did is when I first got here, I would just put a little tiny bit of it in my protein shake or my smoothie bowl every single day. So you don't want to do too much because it will act similar to an antibiotic and take out a lot of the bacteria in your gut. But it's sort of just like if I had any issues, because every once in a while, you know, the first couple of days I was here, I'd feel a little bit of a, a throat uh, issue. And I was like, oh, am I going to get sick? You know, so you just you add in a little bit of that and, you know, it's gone within within a few hours, not even a day. So. Um, oregano oil I think is important and if you get sick you can use a lot of that and that'll really help uh, fish oils if you're not eating a lot of fish then fish oil is great I've got krill oil that I brought have that every single day uh, anti-inflammatory great for cognitive benefits so if you're a digital nomad you want that um, the other one uh, that I've recently started using is is reishi mushroom extract so <laughs> so mushrooms are, are really good for your immune system and now you can get some good organic reishi mushroom extract from different companies. Uh, and so you take, you know, one pill of it or, or you don't really want to eat it because it doesn't taste the greatest. But you take a pill of it a day and it really helps to, again, build your immune system. So if you do catch the bally belly or you happen to, you know, drink some of the water and, and get some of that, you know, bad bacteria in your gut, you know, these supplements are going to help you kind of fight it and get past it. So building your immune system is, is super, super important to just, to just stay healthy here. That's, I'm glad to hear that. I actually, I brought with me fish oil. Yeah. And good. I take that. I do uh, BCAAs, yep. branch amino okay. acids. And then I uh, also bring uh, melatonin. Okay, uh, nice. For the, for the sleep. Which, which brings us into our next point. But So yeah. melatonin is great, um, sort of. Sort if, of, okay. It, it can be useful, but it, remember, it's a supplement. So the, the problem is that people tend to start taking melatonin every single day. And the problem here is that now your, your, your brain or your body isn't going to make as much melatonin as it should because it doesn't need to because you're supplementing. So now you have to rely on it. It's kind of like um, taking you know, sleeping pills, right? So, but not as bad, of course. Um, so melatonin can be useful. Say you're going on a plane or you know, there's jet lag, things like that. You can use it then if you're having struggle, if you're having problems sleeping. But 
I like to practice good sleep hygiene so that you can just train your body to sleep well, regardless of what's going on. Um, so just to talk about sleep real quick here, your body needs at least seven hours of sleep for like optimal recovery. Okay. And so this is when you're sleeping, your body rejuvenates itself and your brain, it recycles, you know, uh, it's cells that are, that are no longer working or are, are kind of old and need to be fixed. It's, you know, allows for recovery for your muscles. It allows for your, your brain to start filing all the different memories and information that you process from that day. It also balances all of your hormones. So sleep is super important, yet most people in the world actually don't get enough sleep. You know, most people are sleeping maybe six hours uh, a night, which when that, if you're below six hours, pretty much all the benefits of sleep start to significantly decline below six hours. So, you know, just to give a couple examples, most of your growth hormone is created when you're sleeping. So if you're trying to build muscle, which we know how important that is, because I just said that, then you need sleep in order to do that. Um, if you, when you get enough sleep, you're, there's hormones called ghrelin and leptin. Okay. Ghrelin is what makes you feel hungry. Okay. And leptin is what makes you feel full. When you don't get enough sleep, so sleep deprivation, your ghrelin is significantly increased. So all of a sudden you're hungry all the time and your leptin is decreased. So it takes more food for you to get full. So now you're in this like this downward spiral where you're always hungry, but you need to eat so much more food in order to get full. This is what sleep can do to you. So you, you need to make sure that you're getting enough sleep. Uh, and then it also helps with insulin resistance. So you'll, you'll manage and, and metabolize your, your nutrients a lot better if you sleep better. So super important few ways to, to improve your sleep. Uh, one is food timing. So trying to not eat within, uh, I usually recommend two to three hours before you're going to go to sleep. Uh, reason for this is that when you eat, you're, you sort of rev up your digestive system and you tell your body that it's not sleep time and you're not going to create as much melatonin. So you sort of um, depress that, that production. So I usually eat you know, three hours at least before I'm going to go to bed. Some people can get away with, uh, with closer. It just depends on the individual, uh, but try it out. The other thing is blue light. And this is important for, for digital nomads for sure. Uh, blue light is, blue light comes from the sun, right? And it's what wakes us up. It's what, you know, gives us energy throughout the day and, and makes us active throughout the day. But when the sun goes down and there's no more blue light, that's when your body starts to produce melatonin and prepare for bedtime. Here's the issue, your cell phone, your iPad, your, uh, your computer, your TV, your lights in your home, they all have blue light. So if those are on, if you're on your phone all the time, then you're tricking your brain into thinking that it's still daytime. So now you're again, depressing the amount of melatonin that's going to be produced. So this is why a lot of people need to use melatonin. <laughs> so I recommend throw your, all your devices on night mode. They all have settings now because of the research on this. Um, you can turn your, your, um, lights that are in the, uh, in the ceiling, turn those off and just use like lamps. Um, you can get red lights, you can get blue blocking glasses, uh, try to just limit the, the blue light as much as possible uh, as the sun goes down and then afterwards. So those are kind of the two most important things to, to improve your sleep. And do you, uh, do you step away from your, I, I'm guilty. The reason why I'm asking this question is I'm guilty of falling basically falling asleep with my phone. <laughs> I, I, one of the things here is I am so grateful every day and I, I enjoy Bali so much and I try to take in every moment that is hard for me sometimes. And actually, uh, some of my villa mates for other reasons, I don't know why 
we all have we do all have trouble sleeping yeah um, there's always this i don't know this excitement here for me i'm always trying to push myself to to edit more to do more and uh so i'm on my phone a lot right before i go to bed do you step away from your phone i I tell my clients to, do I do it? <laughs> Not so much because I'm the same, right? I always want to be working and, I, and I'll, I'll work late. Um, I do keep the phone away from me when I'm sleeping. So I'll put it as far across the room as I can. Uh, because if I don't, I'll wake up and, and start looking at things because I'm, I'm from Toronto. And when I'm sleeping is when everyone's up posting on Instagram and all my friends are chatting in the group chats. So it, it is quite difficult, but what I do is uh, my phone is on night mode always. So as the sun goes down, my phone, the screen on my phone turns orange, so it gets rid of the blue light. Same with my laptop. Uh, it turns orange. If you're editing, if you're a graphic designer, it's not ideal, um, but you know it, it, it helps. So I definitely do that. I also um, I journal before bed. So once I'm done scrolling through Instagram or doing whatever I'm doing, phone goes down lights go off and, and I'll, I'll journal for, I don't know, maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes, you know, just kind of write my thoughts on the day, what my to-do list is for the next day. This just kind of helps manage stress and, and that kind of stuff and just kind of allows me to get settled into, into bed. So, um, I do that. So it's, it's not perfect. I mean, if I could, the perfect world would be to, to get off your phone two hours before you go to sleep. But, I mean, no one's really going to do that in, in 2019. So I don't even expect that for myself. And, you know, if, if you're the same as me, then I don't think you should expect that either because it's just, you're just setting yourself up for failure, right? It's same with, it's same with eating. Um, you know, it's okay to go out and eat crappy food every once in a while, but is your, is your routine, is the things that you typically eat, your average diet, is that good? And if that is good and healthy, you've earned the right to go and have a dessert or sugary sweet or have a drink, right? But if every day you wake up and you eat crappy food, well, then you haven't earned the right to go and have crappy food, right? So you just got to set yourself up to, you know, everything in somewhat moderation. I don't really like saying that, but, you know, do your best to make it your routine to eat healthy, to exercise, to get good sleep and do the routine, but don't stress yourself out if it's, if you don't. Gotcha. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I usually, I'll usually poke at people when uh, I see them, you know, wanting to go on a diet and they're just eating crappy food and I'm like, well, it's not a cheat day if it's every day. Yeah. <laughs> that's just that's just what you eat. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <laughs> one of the great things about uh, living in Changu um, is that the McDonald's is really far away. <laughs> it's uh, it's that. far. It's far enough away. And I did. Um, and don't you can judge me. I don't care. I, I, I do enjoy my McDonald's. It's, it's, for me, it's a comfort. It's, it's funny because it's actually a lot of people's comfort food. Yeah. Um, and I go there, but um, it's a, the quality tends to be a, a little mixed um, here and there. I don't know. Like, you know, I liked it in, I don't know, Japan was good. Japan, and, and they all have like regional flavors. You can get regional things. And okay. it's, it's kind of interesting. The McDonald's are always busy. Uh, really? for some reason. Yeah, they're always busy. People, <laughs> people love the McDonald's. And, um, so I'm glad, you know, when we, he talks about the, the great food and I'm going to get into, as I have some questions now sure. for the food. <laughs> so the thing about Changu, we're right next to Seminyak is there's like a new restaurant that opens every day and, and it's amazing. And, and the food is great. 
and the food is fairly inexpensive if you're yeah. if you're comparing to western like sometimes i get meals that i know would cost upwards of 20 bucks in the u.s and yeah. this is like less than half that and um the challenge though and 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 kyle has kind of uh found the key of cooking at home mm-hmm. and that's something that i'll entertain when i come back <laughs> but um the challenge i have here sometimes too is that you know, eating is 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 a very part of the cultural, like eating with people here because you go to these restaurants, you have a nice conversation, and you can. Everything is the pace here is so slow. So how do you, like how do you balance? Do you do you eat at home and then just grab a coffee or something when you're meeting with people? Sometimes, depending on where we're going. If we were to go to McDonald's, I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? And a lot of my clients are, are business professionals where you know their their job relies on them going out and taking clients out to eat, right? So mm-hmm. eating is very it's very social. So whether you're here in Changu or you're you know you're working in a nine to five job or whatever it is you do, you know you're always going to be going out to eat. It's just it's part of life. And so. What I do is if I know I'm going to go out for dinner that night, then I'll make sure that I make my breakfast and I make my lunch, right? Instead of, I know I'm going to go out for dinner and then I also will go out for breakfast and then, oh, someone happened to talk me into going for lunch. It's like, no, 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 no. If you know you're going for dinner already, you've already made that plan, make your breakfast, make your lunch. That way you've had good, healthy food. You've gotten the protein you need, your healthy fats, your vitamins, your minerals, and then you can go out. Now, that said, I mean, most places here that I've been to, you can get a lot of really healthy stuff anyway. Uh, but hey, if you want to go grab a pizza, grab a pizza. That's fine. If you ate your two good healthy meals earlier and maybe you worked out too, right? Um, but if you didn't, then, you know, grab, just make sure you get some vegetables in your meal, get a good high quality protein, you know, get the the essentials of a meal and then, then you're good to go. Then you can have your dessert and, you know, whatever you want. No, that's, that's great. Good to know. Yeah. And just let you guys know is when I say there's good, good places to eat, I do include I do include that there are healthy places to eat. I think yes. I think the most popular like vegetarian uh, place that isn't actually vegetarian for some reason is the Shady Shack. I thought you were going to say Tropicale. Tropic Tropicale. Oh yes, Tropicale. <laughs> Tropicale is one of my favorite places. Um, right now, if you eat there, they always give you like a ten percent coupon for the next time, and uh, I feel like they know me. Um, I was actually there last night, <laughs> and. And the great part about uh, Tropicale is also the internet's pretty fast there. So I actually was able to, uh, I've done some work there in the past and I probably will in the future just because the food's so good. But I'll, I, I'm a creature of habit, but I've trying to break out. Uh, there's a place called The Mocha. They have a, a salmon poke bowl, which I really enjoy. Nice. Uh, Altered Ego, which is across from Dojo. They have a nice vegetarian breaky. I, I personally am trying to reduce the amount of meat I eat. Okay. Um, just because for humane reasons. And also, as I'm getting older, I know there's some, there has to be some health benefits I've read about reducing certain kind of meats. I've, I've kind of given up bacon, which I, which I miss, yeah, which I miss one. a lot because it's very tasty. But I do like pigs. I, I think pigs are very nice. And, <laughs> and so, uh, that was kind of my reason. So I had to give up pepperoni pizza, and pe- that was a that was a difficult thing. But I I, I just always suggest like no no one's going to give up meat overnight. But if you eat one meal less a day or a week, yeah, I don't know. There could be some benefits there. So when it comes to meat, it's more about the quality of the meat that you're eating than anything. So meat is actually one of the most nutrient dense foods 
available to humans. So we've kind of gotten it mixed up, you know, and, and, and you know what, for, for humane purposes, sure. Uh, I get going vegan. I've been vegan myself. I did it. Um, and, and I enjoyed it. I, and I felt pretty good. Uh, not amazing. I lost some weight, so I, <laughs> I brought the meat back, but, uh, <laughs> Uh, but so here's the thing, and it's more in the, you know, in, in North America or more developed, uh, countries, we, we've really screwed up the way that we farm our animals, right? These big feedlots where we feed them grains, which they're not meant to eat. We pump them with antibiotics and, and hormones so that they grow faster. And, uh, you know, all this crap, they live in these disgusting places that meat is really bad. It's, it's inflammatory things that you do not want in your body. So if you're eating, you know, low quality grain fed meat or, you know, farmed fish, although it's not the worst thing ever, but farmed fish, um, or processed meats like your pepperoni and things like that. These are bad. These uh, definitely you want to reduce as much as possible, but if you're getting a nice grass fed grass finished steak, uh, a wild salmon, uh, pasture raised chicken, you know, from animals that are just they're farmed in the way that they're meant to live then then it's actually full of vitamins and minerals and good protein and good healthy fats and so many anti-inflammatory compounds so it's it's almost a completely opposite uh type of food even though they look the same like if you get a grass-fed meat and a grain-fed meat they'll look almost identical but they're completely different when you look at them under a microscope so I don't necessarily think you need to reduce the amount of meat you eat unless you're in America because you guys eat so much meat. It's insane. <laughs> yes, we do. But, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing is make sure vegetables are the biggest part of your plate. And then having a little bit of meat uh, on the side of that in any meal is, is completely fine. Just don't overdo it. That's all. Gotcha. Okay. So I, I, have, a, I have a really overarching question about a day in the life of eating. But okay. before then, let's, let's get in some good stuff here. So... When I'm traveling and I'm stressed, what should I pack as a snack to just get me over the hump? Because you, because uh, let's face it, you get to the airport, your flight's delayed. Um, when you go into a new country, you have no idea yeah. what where to go. What's you don't know where to. You, you know, you're just walking around like, does that look good? And then you find <laughs> McDonald's. So, you know, what kind of snacks can you pack or? Uh, or eat, you know, bring with you or know if you go to that mini mart, I'll, I'll get that just to, just to wait so to, to help me until I get a meal. Great question. You should see how much food I brought on, on the plane <laughs> with me when I came from Canada to here. But my favorite thing is nuts, nuts, mixed nuts and seeds. And then if you have a sweet tooth, throw some dark chocolate in there. Mm -hmm. um, so you want uh, cl as close, if not uh, greater than 85% dark chocolate in the bar that you get. Um, that's just going to have the least amount of, of sugar. Um, but dark chocolate is great. It's anti-inflammatory, full of antioxidants. It's, it's actually really good for you. And if you want to have dark chocolate every day, go for it. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm going to go to the store <laughs> after this interview and get some dark chocolate. But that's dark chocolate, not milk chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> so dark chocolate mixed with nuts and seeds is great because your nuts and seeds are high in fats. Um, so they're going to help keep you full. They have some protein in it. So it helps to keep you satiated. Uh, and then your dark chocolate is your sweet that, you know, kind of just, you know, if you have a sweet tooth then it just, it's going to cure that for you. So that's my favorite snack. Um, I like to bring vegetables and hummus. Uh, I like to bring fruit with me. 
really anything that you can bring that is whole food. So I always travel with, again, supplements. So I have collagen protein or, or grass-fed whey protein. I'll bring some of that because you just bring a, a protein shaker with you, get some water, mix it up, and there's a good um, a good source of protein for you. Um, so those really are, are the three. I go fruit because that's your carbs. I go a protein shake because that's your protein, and then your, your nuts and seeds, uh, and that gets your fat. So it's almost like a well-balanced meal, um, but it's all snacks. With the fruit, does the dehydrated fruit count or no? Good question. Dehydrated fruit is super concentrated uh, sugar. So it's amazing. You, yeah, you don't, <laughs> it is good, but you don't really want to do that. I mean, little bits in your trail mix, let's say, mixed with your nuts, sure, that's fine. But you don't want to be eating a whole thing of dried raisins or you know whatever it is that you're going to eat. And uh, what kind of nuts? Uh, good question. Not peanuts, but basically, you know, <laughs> anything else. So your almonds, cashews. Um, what else are there? Almonds and cashews. Macadamia nuts are really good and low carb. Um, you know, any basically any tree nut is great. Uh, just make sure they're not covered in salt or covered in vegetable oils. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, full disclosure, I do have a little bit of peanut butter when I'm when I'm hangry, <laughs> just because like it comes on strong. Yeah. By the way, here like I'm hungry, and then I'm hangry like five seconds later, <laughs> and I'm like, and then I'm trying my best not to make a poor decision. Yeah, because the op- so if you're here in Bali, your option is if you're hungry, obviously cook, but any when you're hungry, sometimes like for me, like you're hungry, so you want to go somewhere, you want to eat something now, and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a minute. You yeah. know, you got to order. And uh, just uh, let you guys know, Bali isn't the fastest <laughs> yeah, no, of anything. So if you're in a hurry, Bali's not the place to go. Yeah. If <laughs> like, it's amazing because even when you're trying to pay, it's like chasing the the, the waiter around. Like, you know, I've been finished eating for the last two hours. Uh, are you going to come bring me the check yet, <laughs> or what's going on here? But so okay, perfect. So. I'll I'll switch over to to the almonds. I'll probably make my own bag. But this this really helps me. This is like this is like an actionable thing you guys can do when you're traveling because I can bring this with you. When you're talking about fruits and all these things, I'm like I'm I'm I, I picture Kyle having a lot of explaining at immigration. That's <laughs> like like uh, oh no the celery is it's fine or like because you if you don't know this when you travel you have to you have to you have to write down if you have any livestock or any kind of live uh, organic things with you. And, you know, I, I don't I don't know. It, it's almost like you fill out like you're a criminal. Like you're like... Uh, I don't say I have any of it, to be honest. Oh, did. really? Yeah, and I've never been questioned, which is crazy because I, I came uh, here with a massive bag and a Ziploc bag of whey protein, which is a white powder, and then a massive bag of collagen protein, which is a white powder, and a bag of creatine, which is, again, a white powder, and I wasn't questioned at all, so... Okay. Yes. Uh, so, uh, for all you drug dealers, <laughs> yeah. just, uh, just mix your mix it mix it with uh, <laughs> just say it's whey or soy protein. <laughs> yeah. uh, so good to know. All right, and let's get some fun stuff here too. So, drinking. Um, look, you you know some you know I don't trust people that don't drink, but I do like them. I just don't <laughs> trust them, you know, because I get funnier and better looking when 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 people drink. But. Um, if I if you were gonna go to drink, obviously you're, it's a poison. You're poisoning your body. Yeah. However, what's the best poison to take? It's a good question. I mean, there there really isn't a good answer for you. 
The best thing would probably be uh, like a high quality tequila. Tequila. Yeah, or or gin. Except none of it matters if you're gonna drink, you know, more than five drinks, let's say, or even more than you know, more than three drinks, pretty much, because the alcohol itself is what's what's the problem. I mean, beer has has gluten in it, right? So obviously that's an issue for a lot of people. Whereas gin, tequila, they don't. They come from a plant. They're for the most part natural but the problem is is that most people when they go out they're not having one drink of of gin in some water right with a lemon in it that's fine but who's doing that you're gonna have five ten lord does that lord does that <laughs> just yeah. one well i don't think she has one no so We've... if you can do that then that's fine and, and actually red wine would probably be the best but i know that's not uh it's pretty expensive here in changu um or in bali sorry so red wine is probably your your best bet but again a glass or two a night and there's actually some health benefits to it. Uh, but once you go past that, there's no getting away from it. So if you're going to drink, just go drink, go drink. <laughs> just, oh. just have fun. But you know what you got to do? One, eat a lot of good food that day of and get super hydrated. Whatever you're drinking, don't be mixing it with like Coca-Cola and a bunch of like sugary stuff. Cause a lot of your hangover is actually from that, not actually the alcohol. The other thing is the sleep. So if you end up partying till like five in the morning, well, you've just changed your sleep cycle. That is a big reason of why you you feel hungover in the morning. So I, I have an aura ring here that I'm wearing. So I don't know if you, if you know what this is, but this ring has infrared lights on it and it tracks my sleep quality. So it tells me my heart rate when I'm sleeping, my heart rate variability, my respiratory rate, the stages of sleep I'm in, and basically tells me the quality of sleep. And I was kind of just messing around with my food timing. I was messing around with when I go to sleep. Uh, and the one night I went to bed at like 3 a.m. I usually go to bed at like 10. And I went to bed at 3 a.m. And I woke up in the morning at my normal time. And I almost, I felt pretty much hungover. And I was, I didn't have a thing to drink. And the, the my aura ring told me that I had the worst quality sleep. And it's because I, I, I changed my circadian rhythm and just didn't get enough sleep. So that hangover you feel, yeah, some of it's to do with the alcohol for sure. But a lot of it is the sugar, it's just the sleep issue. Um, so it's not just the alcohol. But if you're going to drink, just do it. Have fun. Gotcha. But the, there's some tidbits in there. There's there's gin, there's tequila, uh, there's water non-sugar. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I in my mind, I'm thinking like if, you know, I, I try to drink with soda water. Yeah, Because um, I, I like to enjoy the taste of it. And also, uh, I don't know, I in my mind, I think if... Uh, I always think like, can you mix it with coconut water or like Bacari sweat? Does that a? That's not a bad idea. I've never had a drink mixed with coconut water, but that sounds like a really good idea. There so, you go. Yeah, that would make sense to me. Yeah, I like that. That's that, <laughs> I, I do this because coconut water is very very cheap in Southeast Asia. Just uh, yeah. FYI, it's very expensive in America, but when you're here, it's like a dollar or less or something, and you can pour vodka in it or gin <laughs> or tequila. Like and that. it looks like you're just drinking coconut water, so you gotta get away with it. The other thing too is force yourself to get up in the morning and go jump in the water, whether it's in the in the ocean, whether it's in your pool. I mean, we all have pools in our villas for the most part. Get up and and just change your environment. Don't just lay in bed, and your hangover will not be gone, but you'll you'll feel a hell of a lot better. Oh my God, that sounds like. You just gotta force yourself. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You I feel yourself. like crap. I'm gonna go not drown, but uh, <laughs> I'll try that. And uh, uh, we're getting closer to the big question, but, and I know uh, we're here, we're almost an hour, so I'll make it quick here. So um, let's talk about, uh, you're a fan of intermittent fasting? Is that is that the case? I so am, yeah. I've been trying it. I have an app for it. Okay. Um, can we, quickly, can you walk through what 
like what a typical eat day is for you. Me? Uh, yeah, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay. You, sure. Your first meal is at. My so I I wake up at six a.m. Uh, I try not to eat for the first about an hour or so. I just try to hydrate, so drink water. Um, and this is partly because I do a bit of intermittent fasting. Um, although I've kind of gotten away from it a little bit since I'm here because I'm trying to eat a lot of food because I just, I've lost a bit of weight. So I'm trying to, to, to gain and intermittent fasting isn't the best for that. So anyway, wake up at six, usually by seven or eight, I will have either, uh, four eggs with a bunch of vegetables in it. So either an omelet or scrambled eggs. Um, and I've been having a banana with actually peanut butter. Because, <laughs> because I usually would have almond butter, but it's really difficult to find here. And I did find some at the one grocery store, but it was like $16 Canadian for like a tiny little bottle. And I was like, I'm going to literally eat that whole bottle in one sitting. So I'm not going to do that. But I did find some, um, some peanut butter that didn't have a bunch of sugar and vegetable oils in it. So it's just peanuts. So that's, that's better. Uh, the big problem with peanut butter is it usually has you know, a bunch of sugar, like if you get craft or whatever, sugar and vegetables and all this crap in it. So you don't want that. So anyway, that's my breakfast. My lunch, uh, you know, usually I go to the gym in between this um, and I usually have a, a smoothie bowl uh, that I make when I get home, which is a whole bunch of different random fruit. I've just been testing out all the different fruit here. So uh, it could be anything. And then I put in coconut milk, um, a half an avocado, a scoop of whey protein, uh, peanut butter again. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I sprinkle, um, some chia seeds on top. Uh, I've put cashews on top. I just got a, a paleo granola. That's like a bunch of seeds and, and, uh, and some oats and, um, I think it's coconut shavings all kind of mixed together. So I've been throwing that on top. Uh, I kind of just go really random with as much stuff as I can possibly find and throw it into a big bowl. Oh, that's uh, a, that sounds good. I almost, uh, when he's telling me this, um, just to let you guys know, I don't cook at all. I don't cook <laughs> at all. And when he's telling me all these things, I'm like, where did he buy this stuff? <laughs> like, where does he go? I'm probably going to have to do, I have a separate YouTube channel. I'll probably have to do following Kyle to the grocery store <laughs> and learning how to buy fruit and nuts episode. Yeah, we should. We yeah. should. You know what? I've actually been trying out different markets, different grocery stores. I even threw a, a question in the Bali Digital Nomads group on Facebook just to see where other people shop uh, because it's, you know, it's not like when you're back home and you have everything you need in one store, you kind of have to go to different spots. So it's it's been kind of a fun little adventure trying to find everything. But uh, I think I've got it pretty much down pat now. Uh, and then dinner, if I'm, I mean, I'll, I usually... Uh, not usually, but I'll sometimes eat out. But if not, then I've been obsessed lately with the sweet potatoes here because they're purple and they taste amazing. So I basically boil up a bunch of a bunch of those and then fry up a bunch of different random vegetables. So like carrots and broccoli and cauliflower. Um, and then I cook up a, a fish that I got from the market, which was uh, mahi mahi. Uh, throw some hot sauce on it and some some spices like turmeric and, and pepper. Uh, throw it all in a bowl and throw some olive oil on it, and boom, you've got yourself a wonderful, tasty bowl. That's am that sounds amazing. <laughs> it's making me hungry, and I almost think that at some point, if he stays here long enough, maybe he'll just open a restaurant. <laughs> It'll that be wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, no. Was, <laughs> there's a couple people uh, that that came literally last year. Um, Ralph from uh, Bami and Beans. Yeah. Uh, he came from Holland. Open up. Uh, the Vietnamese style restaurant, you know, little restaurant, and okay. it picked up a lot of steam. And he's opening a second location, and 
I'm I'm forever impressed how quickly things can manifest here. Yeah, so no uh, keep that in mind. So um, as we're wrapping this up, uh, obviously we're talking about uh, his services. Um, beyond your services, is there any kind of apps that uh, technology-wise you recommend that that people use or? Um, yeah, good question. So first, if you care about sleep or you want to get your sleep on track, the Oura Ring uh, is honestly the best thing that I've ever purchased, I think. Um, I love it. It's amazing. It, it tells me exactly how I sleep. And then what it does is it takes all that information and tells you how hard you should work out the next day based off of your recovery and your stress levels, etc. So I would say Oura Ring, uh, it's pretty cool looking too. I think you can get different colors. You can get like silver and stuff. Um, so that would be one. Other than that, I mean, just I don't really have a whole lot of apps that I use with my clients. We use MyFitnessPal to to track. If you're trying to if you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to build muscle, then that's the only time that I would say it can be useful to to count calories um, or kind of keep track of what you're eating. Um, so MyFitnessPal is a great tool for that. But other than that, I mean, just stick to the basics, right? Eat real food, get your workout in get some good sleep and manage your stress. You don't need to track anything. You don't really need any tools to do that. It's just the requirements of being a human. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, having said that, I just got an intermittent fasting app that just tells me, it tells <laughs> me the problem with the intermittent fasting app. It just tells me when I can stop eating. Okay. It doesn't tell me, okay. it doesn't say, it doesn't warn you like, Hey, you have an hour left. Yeah. It just says stop eating. Oh, yeah, and you're like, well, that doesn't Fair. that doesn't helping me. I mean, I'm going to eat now. How long are you are you fasting for? Uh, I'm trying to do the the with the sixteen eight, okay, which nice. uh, which is turning into the uh, twelve and whatever left that is. I actually, I mean, I'm trying. It's a mental it's a mental struggle. You mentioned something I forgot to ask you. You eat before you work out. What's your which is that is that personal for you? Is that what you recommend? So it, it depends on your goals. Uh, if you're trying to lose weight, then I recommend fasting before you work out. Okay. Um, if you know you're you're at maintenance and you're trying to stay the same weight, or you're trying to 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 gain weight or build muscle, then you know you can eat before. Um, so it, it really is preference. A lot of people say, "I oh, I have to eat before I work out." You don't. It's just that's what you're used to, right? So if you want to start fasting before you work out, you just got to practice fasting first. Let your body adapt and get used to it, um, and then you'll be able to go and handle the gym. It's kind of like the first time someone tries fasting and they can't eat for a few hours when they wake up. They go, oh, no, I have to eat in the morning. I have to eat right away, or I, I can't even start my day. Well, no, your body's just used to that. Give it five days, maybe even three days, and your body will adapt, and all of a sudden you'll be able to go a few hours without eating. So your body is very resilient. It, it, it adapts to whatever stimulus you give it. So you just got to kind of practice it and push through it. That's all. That's fair. That's fair. All right. As we wrap this up, let's talk about what, what your, your business is. Uh, you have an ebook. Um, you're f feel free to pitch any of that information. <laughs> yeah. So right now, uh, the biggest thing that I'm doing is, is working with, with clients. I I'm loving this. It's kind of a, a newer thing for me. Um, you know, I've been doing it for about a year, so I don't know if we call that new, but one-on-one uh, -on -one with clients tends to, to just work really well because it keeps them accountable. Um, it allows us to create a system to, to start to change their habits for nutrition, for exercise, for sleep, etc. Um, so it's fun for me. Uh, we get good results with clients. So 
if you're interested in that, whether it's weight loss or just optimizing your health, um, you can you can find out more on healthsimpleinfo.com uh, slash health-coach is that section. Uh, but everything else I do is, is on that website as well. Um, I do have an ebook and this basically teaches you how to eat healthy. So a lot of people, you know, they, when they go to eat healthy, they, they still buy foods that unfortunately have hidden, uh, unhealthy ingredients in them. You know, when you're getting packaged foods and stuff, they say they're vegan or gluten-free or they're organic. And a lot of those aren't really all that healthy because they still have sugar, right? Sugar is gluten-free. Sugar is vegan. Um, so, you know, marketing tends to trick a lot of people. So what I did is I wrote a book and basically it explains kind of the the background and the history of nutrition and why we're in the state we're in right now. And then it goes through and teaches you uh, all the foods that are good, all the foods that you want to get rid of. So all the ingredients, like you literally go through your kitchen, look through it all and go, okay, this has got to go. This has got to go. This has got to go. And then it kind of teaches how to put a, a meal together because a lot of people don't really cook these days. So it teaches, you know, here's how to cook. Here's how to make a well-balanced meal. And then we've got, I think, 12 recipes in there. Um, and I've got a friend of mine who's a holistic nutritionist and they're holistic chefs, we call them. Uh, they make some amazing, amazing recipes. So we've got all that in there. So it's a great book. It's, it's cheap. It's like 26 bucks Canadian or maybe it's American. I don't know. But, um, but it basically gives you everything you need to, to learn to eat healthy. Other than that, uh, follow me on Instagram. That's where I am most of the time. I kind of share everything that I'm eating. I share a lot of different uh, facts and, and tidbits on everything to do with health there. Um, so it's at health simple underscore. Um, but yeah, that's probably where you want to find me. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being my first guest, Kyle. <laughs> I, I, you know, when I'm recording by myself, I don't have a lot of anxiety, but, uh, <laughs> because it's just me and, and, and there's been times where I've re-recorded that same interview and I don't have that kind of option here. And so I just hope this recording uh, went well. I think it did. We had some technical difficulties right in the beginning. But all that's really great information. And I really appreciate you coming onto the show. Uh, obviously, I just started my podcast. Uh, we actually just met like three days after he'd, he'd arrived. And, you know, like I said earlier in the show, sometimes you, don't, you can't gauge because people come here. Uh, and, and Kyle did it right. He had a business that he brought to Bali. And so when you have that, you have a bit of a, you have momentum. We mm -hmm. talked about having momentum. You have momentum and you have a clear path. But if you arrive here, um, there's so many distractions and uh, keep that in mind if, if you're thinking about coming to Bali or being a, a you know, location remote that um, having something, and, and it can change, yeah. I mean, it can change, but having a direction before you come is definitely beneficial. But again, Kyle, thank you so much. His um, his podcast is Health Simple, and Health he has Simple Radio. Oh, uh, Health Simple Radio, yeah. Health Simple Radio, and uh, I think he has like a hundred more episodes than I do. But I'm <laughs> catching up one year at a time. So, well, I just want to say oh, uh, thank you, uh, first of all, for having me on the podcast as well. This was a lot of fun. Uh, I know it was your first interview, but uh, you did a fantastic job. Great <laughs> questions, great conversation. Uh, I've been on other podcasts where they don't 
they don't really have a conversation with you. They just throw questions out and that's it. And it's kind of awkward. Uh, but this was great. We were smiling the whole time, having fun. Uh, so again, thank you so much for bringing me on. It was a blast and, uh, and good luck to you, uh, starting out with, uh, with your podcast here. Uh, it's podcasting is so much fun. It's a great way to teach and, and a great way to just kind of share your thoughts. So, uh, good for you for, for getting it going. Thank you so much, Kyle. All right. Take care guys. Have a great one.